And now we have on the line with us Kathy Wild. She is currently the president and CEO of the Partnership for New York City. It's a not-for-profit that advocates for the city and state government on behalf of large businesses and their ultimate bottom line. Kathy Wild, I know you have been a really strong supporter of getting the city safe, and you've been working hands-in-hand with the district attorney here at Gonzalez. Tell us uh, what else you've been doing. Well, specifically, I want to say that the DAs are really important partners in this effort, and I'm glad to, that you have my DA, I'm a Brooklyn resident, Eric Gonzalez on, because he is just a highly credible voice on the issues that are troubling us now, and we're anxious to have his voice and that of the other district attorneys heard and have their help in guiding the business community on how we can advocate for a safer city. Yeah, Kathy has been, uh, and the partnership has been been very important as we've, uh, you know, struggled uh, with some of the things that have hampered uh, enforcement in the city. Uh, one of the things that, you know, has been a, a big issue for us in, you know, in the district attorney's office is how the time frame and the onerous uh, discovery laws. And, uh, you know, it's been yeah. a real uh, importance that, you know, this got elevated that the business community also understands that when some of these things have really hampered, um, you know, the prosecutor's office and have actually um, caused an exodus from DA's offices uh, because the DA's don't feel that they can uh, effectively uh, keep their witnesses and victims safe. Well, I mean, the, the, what the legislature did is they handcuffed the prosecutors, they handcuffed the district attorneys, they handcuffed the police officers, and they've handcuffed the judges. So what we need to do is we need to change. We need the laws to change. And I think a lot of the legislators realize after they did this and they saw the increase in crime that they made a mistake. And They're, I think they need to go back and they need to change it. But we had on Andrea Stewart. We've had them on. They don't believe yeah. that. They say, show us the data. They don't they don't. I don't think they're understanding. No, that, those are the leaders. But I'm talking right. about oh. the rank and file senators and assembly members. I think they realize because they're in the community. They see what's happening. But they don't they don't have the courage to stand up and say enough is enough. Yeah. Bail reform needed to be reformed. I, I think we can all agree, but I think it went, the pendulum I'm, swung way too far left. I am worried about violent crimes. I'm not worried about the guy that still steals a loaf of bread. Violent crimes, organized crimes, where they go into CVS or Rite Aid and, and they steal $1,000 worth of merchandise. Mm-hmm. But, but unlike but other states, John, in New York, in New York, the, the the laws have changed, and the judge cannot take into consideration the harm a defendant may pose to others when setting bail. And they can't even, only in New York. And only they can't even t- take into effect their repeat offenses, correct? Yeah. Or, I mean, there's just so many stipulations. And, of course, if well, they're a juvenile. Let, because the DA, actually, in the last couple months, there's been progress on that issue of the of the robberies in CV, et cetera. Uh, correct, Eric? Yes, yeah, so I wanted to actually say that um, and acknowledge that, you know, uh, under Governor Hoko and in the, uh, the last legislative session that we did get improvements to both the bail law and the discovery laws, and, uh, you know, it's been a, a help. And so for the first time now since uh, this last legislative session, when someone is out on bail uh, or out on the case and commits a new crime, that they can be considered for bail when um, previously they would not, they can continue to commit the crime without bail being eligible. So there's been some 
changes to the law that have been very favorable. And, and I think you're starting to see that, at least in Brooklyn, you know, we, we, we're seeing our numbers uh, continue to go down. The, the summer is the most dangerous time in New York City. You know, 50 percent of gun violence happens between June and August. And so we have to continue to really double down on these strategies um, and including the things that I talk about as Brooklyn DA is not ignoring the things that make people feel unsafe. It's not just the actual violence, John, but it's the things that make people feel unsafe. I wasn't aware of those changes, but that sounds optimistic. Yeah, and and I think that was because people came together. Kathy, go ahead. I've spoken to several of the the big drugstore chain owners where where there was such a focus on uh, smash and grab robberies, and they said... There have been over 340 arrests um, that have stuck in the five boroughs. Um, so they, they see – this is since January. They're seeing progress. I'm seeing it on my end too, Kathy. I'm seeing, you know, that uh, in the past often um, shop owners and business um, people were told there's nothing to be done. And now there's a new effort to go back and solve those cases and bring it forward. D.A. Gonzalez, we're also hearing about a mass exodus of a lot of attorneys, not not in your office, but district attorneys from various offices because they're inundated because of this discovery process that it's almost impossible to bring a case to trial because you've got to have this and that and this piece of video. Does that need some sort of reform? Because we have to also be realistic. You guys are juggling multiple cases. Well, after the backlog of cases because of COVID and the courts being closed for such a long time, um, when the floodgates opened, uh, prosecutors were being asked to collect, you know, all of this discovery within really, t- uh, you know, small time frames, or the case could get dismissed. And what we saw happening was that prosecutors would be missing one or two documents and the case would get dismissed. And that was heartbreaking for people who came into this job because they care about victims and they care about public safety. That kind of helped, you know, really lead to an exodus in offices. It is one of the changes, however, that we got in this past legislative session so that those cases wouldn't automatically be dismissed. We're going to have to take a break. Everybody, please stay on, and we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back to talk about crime in New York. And I'm going to ask D.A. Gonzalez, what is the safest borough? And let's (laughs) take a break. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Spoiler alert.